Hey y'all, I'm Taylor Pratt from All Access EKY, and tonight we are hosting a special episode on Mountain Talk, where we are going to be discussing reproductive health care and access to birth control. We have a couple interviews with our All Access fellows, and first we have Willa Johnson, me, and Cheyenne House doing an interview. You're listening to Mountain Talk here on WMMT 88.7, and I'm Willa Johnson, your host for tonight. I work as media director for the All Access EKY project here at Apple Shop, and we're a project focusing on access to birth control and good reproductive health care in the region. And we're here tonight talking to some of the fellows who help create media, um, talking about good sex education and access. And so we're going to be interviewing a couple here right now. Just to start off, let's uh, talk a little bit about how you heard about the project and why you got started working with All Access. When I first heard about All Access, it was two years ago. My mom has a friend at work, and she told my mom about her daughter joining it, and I was very interested in it, so I just came over to the Apple Shop building, um, and I talked to Willa there. I told her that I'm, you know, interested in the work, and I felt like I was a good candidate for it, and I just marched in and said, hey, I need a job. And ever since then, it's been a very educational experience for me. I've learned a lot. I've met really amazing people. And I just love the work that I've put out over the two years that I've been with All Access. Um, I have a friend who works with, um, like, the State Project and other organizations like that across the state. And she shared the job location on Facebook. And I saw it. And I had just been working for another nonprofit and I thought it would be an interesting fit for me. So I applied and got it, and this is my first semester. So I'm excited to see what happens. Taylor, I always think it's, I always tell the story about when you came in and applied. Taylor actually marched in and said, I need a job, and I heard you all were hiring, and it looks good if I just come in and tell you I need a job. And uh, it, you said, what was it? It takes gumption to just come in and say, I want this job. And then you're like, I want to fix up my car out there. And it was a Mustang. And she left. And I was like, yeah, she's hired. (laughs) (laughs) I want her on board. (laughs) Um, So uh, now that you're started, you've started this semester, um, can you tell us a little bit about what this semester is going to look like and what kind of work you'll be doing? Uh, We're going to be doing a lot of media projects and some cool videos and doing a lot of tabling at events and holding screenings. And just trying to get some information out there. How does it look different from previous semesters, Taylor? Over the past like four semesters, well three semesters that I've been with All Access, we've uh, made a bunch of media. We've made over 30 pieces so far and we haven't really been like showing them and sharing them. So like this semester we're devoting it to getting our media out there, getting people interested in our work and Basically, this semester is just reaching out and, like, promoting ourselves. What do you think the conception of birth control and sex education is in the region? Um, What do you think people, how do you think people react to this? People don't really like to talk about it. Growing up, I've I've never had, like, a sit-down talk with my parents about sex education. The only, like, sex education I've really gotten was from the school and here. And from the school, I didn't learn anything. When I told my grandma that I was taking this job, she was like, why would any girl want to do that? Like, why is that what you want to do? And I think people don't think about it 
as like a health issue, which it is. Like around here, people just think that if you're on birth control, you're sleeping around. But there are many, many other reasons to be on it. And also, if you want to have sex, you can be on birth control. And people just think about it as a negative thing, and it's not. In my schools, I think it was fifth grade, they did a sex education seminar, and they separated the boys and the girls, and all they told us is that we were going to have a period. And then they told the boys that they were going to get, like, underarm hair. And it was, like, a 30-minute thing, and then they brought us together, and they, we had to sign a permission slip to go to it. And that was our only sex that I ever got in school. That's such an interesting thing to think about and that, that I hadn't thought about is the fact that we have to have permission to talk about our bodies, to talk about something our bodies are going to do no matter what. Um, and we have to like have permission from our parents to understand how these things are functioning and happening within ourselves. Um, being young and working on this issue, um, what is your hope in the next five to 10 years? What is your hope moving forward for women in this region, um, in any way, really, as we move forward, um, thinking about our futures here. I'm hoping for a better healthcare outlook. I was on the birth control shot and I didn't like it anymore because it started making me, you know, have a lot of health issues because that birth control wasn't right for me. So I had to switch and he was fine with it. He switched me to appeal I can't remember the exact name of it, but it was like, it wasn't the high dose of estrogen and progestin. It was like the medium one and it affected me a little bit. So he put me on a lower dose and I liked it a lot, but I couldn't remember to take it regularly like I should have. And here recently I asked him to uh, switch me to the patch and he said, okay, I'll call it in for you. I went to go pick it up and he prescribed me pills again. I get on the patch, you know, it'd be a lot easier on me to remember, you know, you only change it once a week, and um, I didn't get it, so I'm either going to have to go to a new doctor or finally get an appointment with him and see if he can fix it, but still for this current month, I'm on the pill. If you were to talk to a mother of a young girl who is in high school, what advice would you give that mother in terms of talking to her daughter about becoming sexually active? Or getting on birth control it's better to be prepared for what you think's gonna happen than to not have any information or any acknowledgement at all like if I personally have a daughter she if I'm gonna ask her when she gets about 15 or 16 you know do you want to be on birth control and it, it'll help you it'll help regulate you it'll make you you know safe and I'm gonna leave that decision up to her but I would want my daughter to be on birth control because it's just the safest route because most kids that I know their grandparents like teenage parents I know their grandparents or their parents are raising their kid while they go out and you know, party on the weekends and go hang out with their friends and stuff. And um, if that ever happened to me, if my child ever got pregnant, that's their responsibility. I will help them any way I can. But like they brought that child into the world. They wasn't safe. And that's just the decision they made. And that's the consequence. But it's not really a consequence. You know, I mean, it's a baby. But you know, like if you if you have a baby, it's your baby. You have to take care of it. I know you talked a little bit about what you learned in school. 
or maybe didn't learn in school around sex education. What is your hope for young people moving forward around sex education in the region? I mean, it needs to change. You know, I my friend and I went through my um, senior yearbook a couple of weeks ago, and we've been out of high school for five years now, and we put a little dot on everyone that has a kid. And I think well, there's like 248 people in my senior class, and over half of them have a kid because nobody knew anything, you know. And um, I have one friend who grew up thinking that if she peed right after she had sex, she couldn't get pregnant. She swore by it. And we were all like, no, that's not true. And she's like, no, somebody told me that. And now she got pregnant because she didn't know. And when I was in, I was a sophomore in high school, my best friend got pregnant. And we didn't tell anyone until she was seven months along. And we didn't realize at the time that that was, like, detrimental to her health to, you know, be getting some sort of care because we were afraid to tell our parents that she was pregnant because that just seemed like the worst possible scenario, you know? And her family and and her were very, very close, and they talked about everything, but they never talked to her about sex, and they had no idea she was doing it, and she she didn't feel comfortable to talk about it because it's such a taboo topic from in this area, like, that has to stop because it just makes everything worse. Yeah, it's it's interesting when you think about the rights of unplanned pregnancies in the region and, and how many people we know who get pregnant young, um, but yet we want to talk about it in a way that the culture around pregnancy is weird here. We're like, yeah. you, you shouldn't have sex. Sex is bad. But when the baby comes, you're really happy and the whole family wants to chip in and right. You know, like it's yeah, very. Yeah. Um, it makes it really confusing when you're young. You know, you don't know how to really think about it. Yeah. And and some people have talked about having friends who wanted to get pregnant young. Have mm. either of you experienced that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's our bodies can play tricks on us when you're like, there are times when your body's like really wants to do this thing. And then you're like, oh, but my lifestyle says no. Yeah. <laughs> um, So how can people learn more about the work that you all are doing? How can they follow, um, follow along and be a part of and be a part of this project we have a facebook page a twitter and an instagram and it's at all access eky and we also have our website it just got completed and it is www.allaccesseky.org and if you're interested in like the different forms of contraception that we have on there we have a method explorer and you can um, listen to stories and read articles and look at like the costs and all that on that page and I know there's a big day coming up in November that we're going to be celebrating and we're asking people to join in what is that day Taylor November 15th is thanks birth control day so you can um, on on that day you can put hashtag THX thanks birth control um, and share your story about how birth control has been important for you. For a lot of people, it's not just about pregnancy prevention. It's about health care. It's about um, regulating periods, um, bettering acne issues, treating depression. Um, birth control does a little bit of everything for different people, and so um, we're just using that day to be part of a national conversation called Thanks Birth Control, 
and you can tag us um, in your post. Um, and you can also participate in online Twitter chats that day with um, our partners at Bedsider. So thank you all for coming in today, and you'll hear up next from a few of our other fellows. The next set of interviews that we have is Ashley and Madison. They both go to Letcher County Central High School, and this is their first year in the fellowship for All Access UKY. My name's Ashley Vanover. I'm from Jenkins, Kentucky, and I'm 16 years old. My name is Madison Buchanan. Um, I live in Wise, but I go to school over here, and I'm 17 years old. How did you all first hear about All Access? Um, when I was a junior, I started taking journalism, and my teacher is really involved with Apple Shop and like all the programs that go on here. So she always like encouraged me to take part in everything that goes on here. So. Um, I found out about it the same way. I took journalism as a sophomore, and then she really pushed me to apply for the job, and I did. What made you all really want to be a part of All Access? Um, I love anything to do with like media production or um, journalism, anything like that. And so that's one part is just that I love everything that goes into it. And then also I love, like I guess, standing up or speaking out about things that should be known and I feel like a lot of people don't know about what goes on here at All Access or what we are trying to do and so I love making that known I love getting things out there so that's why I did it. I'm also very passionate about the media and like working in the media and stuff like that and then when I found out about what All Access does I got really excited because I wanted to help educate people about reproductive health and birth control because I feel like that's something a lot of people don't know very much about. What was your all's experience of sex education in high school? This woman came in and she came in every day for a week or a school week, so five days, and um, it was just our PE class. So she came in and talked to us for like 50 minutes for five days and then but it was more of just like, you probably shouldn't have sex. And then that was pretty much it. So, and then. yeah, she did talk some about like different forms of birth control, but they mostly just talked about abstinence. And I feel like it's not really logical just to talk about that because people aren't necessarily going to always listen to that. And I feel like since it was like at school, um, it was very like formal and stuff and nobody really wanted to ask a lot of questions. Everybody was sort of embarrassed because you're there with like 30 of your peers. And so I feel like it was really, you really didn't get much out of it because you were so nervous about the whole thing that you really didn't pay that much attention to what was actually being said. Yeah. And then like she took one whole day that was just like a game type thing where she like calculated how many months it would take us to get pregnant. And I didn't even really understand that. Like, like, some of the dates weren't even really educational. They were just like, you have this, like, this is your chances of getting pregnant for this, so. Do you feel like um, sex sex education has changed any over the years? I feel like it's evolved some, like, as new forms of birth control have sort of became more popular. Maybe they've been talked about and brought up a little bit more. But I feel like overall it's been the same for a long time. Like, we've just told teens to stay abstinent and just tried to terrify them with pictures of STIs and never really educated them about like reproductive health 
So I feel like we need to do something to change it. One thing that I think has changed or has evolved is that especially women have over the past years have gotten very more open about it, more like passionate about it. I guess women, of course, realize that it's more important. Men don't really, they still are the same. Like they don't get any better, but there's a lot of women that push for it now. So that's good. How do you think that sex education should be different in the schools? I feel like we should talk more about the different forms of birth control because I feel like me personally, the times that I've learned about different types of birth control have been on my own. They really didn't tell me anything about different forms of birth control that I didn't already know during sex ed. Like they just said, they really tried to terrify you with STDs and just told you to be abstinent. But in reality, we all know that's not going to happen with teenagers. And you do need to protect yourself from STDs, and that is something we need to talk about. But we also need to talk about different forms of birth control, and we need to talk about, like, the emotional side of it with things like consent and stuff like that. Because I feel like teenage girls feel so pressured that you need to do stuff by this age or you need to have been with this many people or, like, that just the social aspect of it really affects you as a teenager and I think we need to talk about that more in sex education like the mental and social aspects of it. I think that like when we had our sex education class it was only about just how to prevent getting pregnant but she never talked about like what do you do if you get pregnant or she never talked about like like they never mentioned like it's sexual health in general or reproductive health and they don't talk about like you know, diseases that you could get, like, um, anything that could happen with, you know, all of your reproductive organs. They don't talk about that. They're only like, this is how you don't get pregnant. They don't talk about, well, if you do get pregnant, you should do this, go to the doctor. You know, they don't mention that. You kind of have to just learn that on your own. Yeah, I feel like they need to educate teens more about the resources they have available to them. Like, what, like, like she said about what to do if you do get pregnant or where to find the birth control. They'll tell you about, like, oh, you need to use a condom, but where where do you get them? Yeah. Like, stuff, they need to talk about that more, you know. Do you think that sex is treated as a taboo topic in our region? Yes, definitely. I do think it is very taboo here. I guess the reason being is that we are very, like, family, religion-based area. So a lot of times, like, our, fa- our older family members, our, you know, grandparents or, you know, just parents are very fixated that you just shouldn't do it. You just should wait. Like, I feel like that's everyone's view around here is just that you shouldn't do that. Like, it's against everything. It's just wrong. I think the same, like, I feel like a lot of times people don't talk about it because we have such a high, like, teen pregnancy rating that I feel like they think, oh, if we don't talk about it, they won't do it. It won't happen to them. But in reality, that's not true. I feel like it's almost more likely to happen if you don't talk about it because then teens are not going to be educated. They're not going to know what's going on, and there's, like, more of a chance of it happening. And I feel like in a lot of families, it's okay to, like, joke about it. Like, it's okay to, like, make jokes and laugh about it. But if you tried to sit down and have a serious conversation about sex, then a lot of families wouldn't do it and wouldn't talk about it. I've never been sat down and had, like, the talk from my parents. Have you all had the talk with your parents? I feel like in some ways me and my mom have kind of, like, she's been like, make sure you always do this, make sure that. But, like, we never sat down and went through everything. Like, we never 
really done it. But there are times now that it'll just like randomly come up and we'll kind of talk about it, but not really. I'm really close with my mom. Um, so like I can talk to her about anything and she makes, she makes it known like that I could talk to her, but she doesn't, she's never like, let's talk about this. She never. Yeah. I feel the same way. Like, I feel like my mom has let me know, like if I need to talk to her about it, that she's there, but like she's never sat me down and been like, we need to talk about all this. She's made comments and stuff, but Mm -hmm. we've never really had a full on conversation about it. Yeah. And plus my mom is not from here. So she is more easygoing. Like, I would never talk to my dad about it. Or, like, people, like my grandparents are from here. I would never mention anything, like, because they're so one-minded that they would be like, don't you ever, you know? What do you all think some of the barriers are in uh, affecting health care here? I feel like a lot of people don't know about the resources that they have. Because even in this area, we do honestly have a lot of different resources and different, like, people who are trying to help with health care but I feel like we don't let it be known that those are options for people people don't know that it's there and I feel like especially with reproductive health again we think of it as such a like taboo topic that you can't just ask your friends like oh hey where do you go to the gynecologist at because that's just something you don't talk about that's private that's your thing and so like I'm like there's such a stigma around it that people just don't talk about it so they don't know anything about the health care that they have. I agree. I think um, that all kids our age or teenagers are very just nervous about that stuff, very embarrassed about it, I'll say. Um, and then they don't they don't want to talk about it to their friends because that's embarrassing. And they don't talk talk about it to their parents because they don't want to because, you know, they don't want them doing anything like that so I think the biggest barrier is that just nobody wants to talk about it like it's such like a private thing such a you know embarrassing thing for a lot of people but it's not I mean and so I think that's the biggest barrier another barrier could be just just where we are there's not many places you can only go to so many places around here to get health care you know you can only learn about health care so many places here do you have any advice that you would give to like a young person that's maybe in middle school or going to go into high school about like finding all this information like where would if somebody asked you about it where would you tell them to to look up or to go and get their information I guess I would tell them to if they felt comfortable enough because I don't think anyone should do anything they're not comfortable with but I think that anyone should try to talk to their parents about it if they can a lot of people can't though and if you can't then I don't know you could you can even go talk to your like school nurse like if you need to because they're very like confidential with their stuff like they don't tell people stuff and there you probably couldn't get to a doctor if you needed to but if you did need to go to a doctor you need to talk to your parents it's really it's a hard it's hard to find places around here you just kind of have to feel out feel it out talk to your school nurse talk to your friends if you can maybe some of your friends know things like you just kind of have to figure it out on your own I would definitely say if you don't feel comfortable talking to a parent maybe try to find another family member who could maybe possibly take you to the doctor but if you're really looking just for information check out all access I guess we have a ton of information here check out our Facebook page Instagram all that 
And I would say, if you're going to talk to your friends about it, don't let peer pressure get you, especially in high school. Just because other people are doing things, don't feel like you have to. Don't let your friends press you into something that you're not comfortable with when it comes to stuff like that. The next interview we have is Emily. She is a second-year fellow for All Access EKY, and she is a freshman at Southeast Community and Technical College. Um, my name is Emily Robinson, and I am from Letcher County. How did you hear about All Access EKY? I learned about All Access um, because I seen it on Facebook, and then my friend told me about it and recommended me apply for it, and I did. What was your experience with sex education in high school? My experience with sex education in high school was um, pretty much just don't have sex. It didn't teach me anything about birth control or any of the options. Do you feel like sex education has changed over the years? Not really, because everyone I talk to really says the same thing. Just don't have sex is what they teach you. How should sex education be different in the schools? Sex education should be different in the schools um, because they need to really talk about birth control and the options because they really don't. Um, Types of STDs, um, just really anything and everything, honestly, instead of just not the don't have sex. What are some of the health care barriers where we come from? Like what limits people to getting the health care that they need? Transportation is a big one. Because the only way you can really get there is if you have a car. And, I mean, we have LKLP, but they're, like, hours are, like, they leave it, what, like, two? Something like that. Like, and that's really the only option is LKLP. So I think transportation is a really big one. Do you have any advice to give to a younger person, either in middle school or in high school, that needs information about reproductive health and sex education? Where would you tell them to go to to get their information? I would visit our website, allaccesseky.org, and the website, bedsider.org, for more information. This last interview that we have is Courtney. She is a second-year fellow for All Access EKY, and she did the Appalachian Media Institute program back in the summer, and she is a freshman at UVA WISE. My name is Courtney Johnson. I am 18, and I am a student at UVA WISE. How did you hear about All Access EKY? I heard about All Access by the media, like on Facebook and stuff. And I also did AMI in 2015, so I was kind of in the loop of everybody so I knew what was going on. What made you want to be a part of All Access? I think it's important that people get the right access to health care. I think people need to have access to quality health care in the region and we can do that by sharing media. What's your experience with sex education? My high school did not teach a very good sex ed class at all. I learned most of my stuff in the summer that I did all access. Do you feel like sex education has changed any over the years? I definitely think it has. I think that the older generations were taught abstinence only and I think that the new generation are still being taught abstinence only in schools but I think that they need to learn a safe way of doing things in the right way. 
How could it be different in the schools? Um, I think that they should tell all the options of the birth control that's out there. And I think that they should not teach abstinence only. Do you think sex is treated as a taboo topic in our region? Yes, because where everything is abstinence only, nobody wants to talk about it. So when it's brought up, everybody gets all quiet and shy. What are some of the barriers affecting health care here in our region? I think transportation is a big issue here because a lot of people either don't have a ride or don't have money for gas or they can't find someone to take them. I think that money and insurance is a big issue here. Um, Not everybody has insurance or is able to afford insurance. Let's say like a middle schooler or like an early high schooler was needing like advice and where to go to to get the information they need for health care and like reproductive health and you know sex education where could they go to and get their information i would honestly say internet is the best option i mean obviously like our all access page is a big resource to people who don't have a way to access the information that they need that's it for tonight's episode on mountain talk if you're interested in more of all access eky's work we have a facebook page an instagram and a twitter at All Access EKY, and you can look at more stuff about us and hear our stories on our website at www.allaccesseky.org. If you're wanting to hear this episode again, um, you can hear it on www.wmmt.org. Um, WMMT has a SoundCloud and a Stitcher you can also hear this episode on. I've been your host, Taylor, and thanks for listening. <laughs>